0: All right, Tim. The question for today's episode is: Is anorexia a choice?
1: I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about this or not because we're men.
0: <laughs> then why did you have me? Why did you have me start up the cameras, Tim? If we're not allowed to talk about this, well, I don't <laughs> why, really why care. Are we, for- why aren't we allowed to talk about this?
1: Um, yeah, I don't really care if we're not allowed to talk about it. I'm just commenting on the fact that. <laughs>
0: There there are those that would say you are not allowed to talk about this.
1: Yeah. So you get it both directions on this kind of question. So, I mean, in one direction you're going to get, I mean, it's obviously overwhelmingly a female problem and you're not really allowed to say that this is overwhelmingly a female problem though, because, um, you know, in the minds of many people, like they've, they've adopted these egalitarian assumptions and then there are. You know, absolutely unable to generalize in any way. So they've just utterly abandoned wisdom. They're not allowed to, they're, they're, they don't allow themselves to generalize. So then if you look at an issue like this, like these egalitarian assumptions basically say men and women are the same. And if men and women are the same, they're going to have the same kind of problems, right? And uh-huh. so then you, yeah. you look at an issue like this, which is overwhelmingly, I mean, it's overwhelmingly a female problem. And the reason why it's a female problem is it it, it, overwhelmingly is because everyone knows that women are designed for beauty and men are designed for strength. And you're not really allowed to say it, but that's just the the way it works. So, you know, all little girls growing up, they want to be beautiful. And, and there's some like ladies who will reject that and just go total, like they, they'll reject these natural innate desires to be pretty and they'll just go full butch or whatever. But I mean, it, it really is an issue that women struggle with more because women are made to be works of art in a way that men aren't made to be works of art in that kind of way. Okay, Uh, So now now that most men have like 50% less testosterone than they used to and then they've been relentlessly feminized by a culture that is uh, built on egalitarian assumptions, it may be that there's a few men who struggle with anorexia now. Okay. <laughs> a few, but only a few. But only we're a only few. allotting a few at 50% a...
0: less testosterone.
1: Right, right. So then, you know, if you were to say, hey, like, so on the one hand, you, you know, you say, hey, this is a woman problem. Like, you're not allowed to talk about it. That's how they're going to criticize you. You're not allowed to talk about it because it's a woman problem. Um, and you're a man. You know, men aren't allowed to step into women problems. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, if you say it's a woman's problem and not a man's problem, some, you know, genius smart Alex is going to point out the one guy they know who, you know, is basically uh, – uh, sits with his legs uh, crossed like a woman and, uh, you know <laughs> – <laughs> Deeply struggles with his anorexia and his body Uh image issues, you know, and all that. And so they're going to point out the one guy as irrefutable proof that, you know, you're not allowed to generalize either. So, I mean, you get hit both ways, but yeah. Well, you know,
0: you know what what plays to our benefit there is hopefully there will be like some, some, uh, you know, cancel on cancel uh, crime there. There will be some friendly fire there where some of the, you know, the people who are saying, uh, you can't talk about this because you're a man. They might get it they might get some they might get attacked by the people who are saying well i know the one anorexic right. guy so may, maybe some of our cancelers will get canceled themselves like yeah, can, I, like cancel inception or something
1: <laughs> yeah no i mean it's amazing i mean um it's amazing how that works and i mean and that's kind of what happens when you have a bankrupt world view in general is that you're asked to embrace a never-ending list of contradictions and you know it's remarkable that they don't argue with themselves in their own brain you know
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it really is it really is (laughs)
1: like they can't figure out that like i can't hold two irrational positions at once Uh, like i have to pick one you know and often what happens is they'll just pick whichever one they is convenient for them in the moment in the moment so you have all that where you're not really allowed to talk about these things one way or another, they're going to find a way you can't talk about it. But then if you go further and you say, hey, uh, you know, anorexia is a choice. So you're asking, is anorexia a choice? I would answer that. Like, obviously, yes, it's a choice. It's a choice. Like, obviously. So, I mean, that's a statement that's meant to communicate a certain thing. And you can press that statement in certain ways to where, you know, it's more complicated than just like a decision, obviously. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So, so meaning like yes, like most ladies who struggle with anorexia, uh, notice how, what I did there. Um, most la- <laughs>
0: they struggle
1: with it. Yeah. Uh, so most ladies, though, like they don't just decide one day I'm going to become an anorexia or anorexic, you know, quote unquote anorexic. So sure, it's not a choice like that. But when people say anorexia is a choice, what they mean is that you make you you are a responsible human being who makes decisions. And you're right. making certain choices. You're making a choice not to eat. You know, so if you're talking about bulimia, you're making a choice to, you know, um, you know eat too much and then throw it up, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, whatever we're talking uh, uh like, if you're talking about binge eating disorder, you know, whatever, like you making a choice just to binge eat your food. We used to call that gluttony, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So you're making choices, like, uh, you can make a choice to eat or not to eat, right? So with anorexia, you know, quote-unquote anorexic, you can make a choice to eat or not eat. And you're making a series of choices throughout your day. So every time your stomach feels hungry, you're going to make choices, right? So this is within your control to make. And that's the thing that's really offensive about this is is just to say that, you know, the quote-unquote anorexic, and, and the reason why I put that in quotes, uh, you know, side note, is just because, like, when you wrap normal problems in the language of mental disorders, like you're, like these are euphemisms essentially, and they they force you to think about this problem in a way that is um, different than what it actually is. So, I mean, if you were to describe an anorexic woman as a person who's starving herself, then intentionally starving herself, then that would bring moral clarity to the situation pretty quickly, right? But then, if you say, "Hey, she's you know struggling with anorexia or she's suffering from anorexia," in the minds of many people. Then what's what you've done is you've taken away all moral agency from her because you've given her this label. Now she, now you must view her as a victim, uh, right. and then he, you assume not
0: held responsible for her actions, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, most people are not just like giving full victim license in this, um, you know. So if I were to say, "Hey, like anorexic or anorexia," that's victim language. If I were to say that's victim language, then. You know, people would push back on that and just say, hey, we, yeah, I mean, no, there, obviously there's um, there's some kind of responsibility there. You know, it's not just like a complete, complete and total free pass or whatever. Right. But, I mean, it is like language that's meant to train your sympathies to coddle this kind of person to be sensitive to this kind of person to not like so all the victim rules applied you're supposed to believe them you're not supposed to shame them you're not supposed to really blame them uh, you, like the best you can do is kind of gently admonish them to eat a little more and appeal to them like don't like you don't want to kill yourself here right Um, so think it through don't kill yourself like eat some food but you can't do it with any teeth with any more like morality attached to it right you get what i mean yeah So you can't like say, "Hey, you're sinning, and you need to stop sinning," (laughs) Uh, and you're the villain in this story. You're not the victim; like you're the villain, right? So I mean, so like thinking about it along those lines, like yes, anorexia is a like it's a choice, meaning like that individual is responsible for it. Now, I mean, no doubt they can be, um, they can, they can make those choices, like those daily choices to not eat and to reject food. They can make those choices due, due to the influence of a variety of factors for sure. But like there's external,
0: still like external factors.
1: Yeah. I mean, so um, <laughs> uh, if you look online um, there's um, th- there was a meme that happened at, at a certain point where it showed a um, picture of Tom Cruise and then a picture of Kelly McGinnis. Uh, and you know, the, the, our, the meme was basically saying something like men age like wine and women age like milk, you know? And so, <laughs> so it's has you know, basically showing a young picture of Tom Cruise and then an old picture of Tom Cruise and he kind of looks the same, right? Give or take. And then a young <laughs> picture of Kelly McGillis or whatever, and an old picture of her where she's overweight and just like, um, let herself go, you know, and then, you know, people come along and basically say s- something along the lines of, um, you know, without commenting on that, either way, people come along to bas- that kind of thing and say, hey, she looks that way because she was abused, right? So she was sexually abused at a certain point and that's what, but then like you take a step back and you say, did that cause her to eat all this food? No. Like, no, it did didn't. It
0: Did it, was the direct cause of that?
1: No. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it didn't cause her to eat all that food. So she ate all that food, and re- maybe, maybe in response to that trial that she experienced, but that isn't like the trial didn't cause it, right? So like if you put pressure on an orange, lemonade doesn't come out, right? Like like what comes out is orange juice. So that's what comes out. So like what's in the heart of man comes out. So trials can reveal what's in the heart. So she responded a certain way, but then she's a moral agent. And that thing didn't cause her to make those series of choices every day to eat food and eat too much food, right? And not – so, like, that's not really the way this thing works. And so in the same way, like, you know, an anorexic, quote-unquote, an anorexic, a girl can starve herself because she was, you know, sexually abused in the past. Like, I mean, she can do that in response to that, but that's not causing that. She can do that because, um, like – She can do that because she's trying to exercise control over her life. So maybe like she's in a home where her parents are yelling all the time and like it feels chaotic and there's fighting all the time and like everything feels out of control. She can do that in response to that as a means of exercising control. But that's a choice she's making uh, on how she's going to respond to life. She can do that because she's like has body image issues where she's um, like. Relentlessly, assault, you know, assaulted, to use emotional language, online by you know unrealistic airbrushed women who she knows she's never going to meet to that kind of standard, and she gets in her mind that you know any degree of fat is too much fat, and so she's never going to eat, and she's going to starve herself and go for the skeletal thin kind of look you know, um, because she's um, she has issues with you know how she views herself, and so all that can happen, right? All those things can happen. Um, Like it could be like like meaning there could be a lot of heart issues that are leading to this behavior that you need to deal with and uh, analyze. But then at the end of the day, it's still choice. It's still choices that she's making.
0: Uh, Now, now with anorexia in general, what what exactly makes it like a morally negative thing to pursue?
1: So a lot of this is just you know related to God's design for food in general. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so God has created uh, his creatures uh, to be dependent upon food in order to survive. So if you think about like the actual design of the human race, he could have designed us in a way that did not depend on food. Uh, So in that way, you know, anorexia is a rejection of like God's design for how we are to sustain ourselves and function in the same way that a person who refuses to sleep ever, they're rejecting this design feature that God has made, like God's made us to be dependent upon sleep. And like sleep actually has biological functions that are, um, helpful to us, right? So they reset us and give us energy and everything else. And so it's a... It's, it's a design feature of the human race. And, and you know, I mean, the Bible says that no one like hates his own flesh, but they nourish it and cherish it in that way. And so taking care of the body that you're given is a way of honoring God as the creator of that body. So God created you to design in a certain way. If you take care of the body that God's given you, you're honoring the maker of that body. Um, so you're treating the body with respect that God has given it. You're giving it the things that it actually needs in order to do the kind of things that God has called it to do. So in that way, like you can abuse food and by giving it too much food, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you
1: can abuse food by giving too little food. And there are consequences that are going to happen either way. So so like in one sense, like those consequences, like if you don't eat enough food, you're just going to be weak. You're not going to have any energy. You're going to pass out. I mean I remember when I was in California going to school that um you know girls not eating enough was such a big problem that they would just randomly pass out during um uh chapel. <laughs> it, Are you're not you laughing? You you're not allowed to laugh here. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh, but that's hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, I mean you know, that's terrible. That's like that's a like the mental state <laughs> that you have to get to to be there. Is just, it's so terrible that it's like you have to laugh because it's just, it's like unbelievable. Like, but they would randomly pass out sense.
1: and it would happen so often that um, it wasn't even like abnormal for people. <laughs> so, so, like, everyone, like would just the,
0: keep... The, what you're describing just sounds like a, like, a, um, you know, a deleted scene from like Mean Girls or something.
1: <laughs> so they would pass out and then, like, you know, someone would take care of them, but everyone would just keep on going. It's like, oh, there's another. You know, there's another one. <laughs> Come on, Tim. Come on, man. <laughs> they didn't um, even stop. <laughs> I mean, it was just a normal kind of thing, you know. Oh, oh. She, she didn't need enough, you know. But that's All that. Right.
0: Is, I mean, that is legitimately sad, though. Like, right. That you have a at least a portion of society, a very small, hopefully portion of society (laughs) um, that's so used to it. They don't even stop their daily functions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, yeah, there, there is a, there is certainly that kind of thing to where it's like, that's just become like a normal, uh, become a normal feature of society in that way. But yeah. So, I mean, I, I think you look at like the problem is twofold. So on, on, on the one end, um, the problem is if you don't eat enough food, okay? Like if you don't eat enough food, you're not going to be able to perform the functions God calls you to perform in the world. So then that would be like not eating enough food. It leads to sense of omission, right? Uh, meaning you can't do the things God calls you to do. But then on the other end of things, it uh, in, in of itself, like you're abusing the temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you. You're rejecting like God's design for how for the place of food in the world, right? So in that way what you're doing and is and
0: you're, I mean you're you're rejecting his provision for you yeah, as an individual.
1: Reject, yeah, so you're engaging in kind of self-harm. Um, and, and, so like you're harming yourself. Right? So right. that would be uh, wrong like harming yourself leads to sins of omission and then there's like a further component in that Like, you're doing so because there's certain idols that you have in your heart that you're not dealing with. So, like, the harming yourself is, like, enabling you, like, these heart idols, these bad heart idols to run rampant without any check, basically, in that way. So, it's just a multifaceted kind of problem. Okay, fair enough.
0: This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed, and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.